Good friend and co-host Avery Nelson. Avery, what up? Wow, what a what a time, Taylor. Uh, you you threw a Wednesday podcast on me last minute, uh, and you know what? Because I'm a good sport, here I am. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I back home. I'm off vacation. I, I got nothing else to do. I cut off your prep time. Yeah, you know, this, uh, this I know, podcast I know is I cut be- into your, your massive prep time, your hours of prep time. I cut it short. Uh, you made it happen. Props to you. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a professional. It's, if you ask anybody I've worked with, you call my references, you call my uh, referrals, they're going to tell you I'm a professional. It's what I do. Is, All right, I get the it, job done. I kind of want to start calling your bosses now. Do not call my bosses. I'm going to call your boss and say, hey, what's your initial impression of Avery? I'm more concerned about what you'll say than what they'll say about me. Um, I don't, I mean, that's I don't need anything you know getting to my bosses. I'm definitely going to snitch now. That'd be kind of funny. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it would be hilarious if I'm all of a sudden unemployed, Taylor. That'd be lovely. Hey, man, you get extra $600 or whatever it is or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, it was cut, dude. It's less. <laughs> oh, so it would not be good. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It would, if it was six hundred, I'd be like, "Wow, well, sweet, isn't it?" Like we're we're really cooking on gas. I think I could work with that. Not so much. Yeah, maybe I won't snitch. Maybe I'll be feeling yeah, nice. Thank you. Knows. Thank you for cutting me some slack. I'm a I'm a nice guy. What are you uh, What are you drinking tonight? So I just went to the store. Um, and I didn't. Well, so you're still living off of lake beers. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I'm the loser. Um, I went I went to the store. The girl, the cashier uh, made a comment about me buying the basics. And the basics were uh, supplies to make babka or bread, a chocolate bread, and beer. Um, which, what? in theory, I'd love that to be the basics. I'd love that to be what I lived off of. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that sounds very bro. I if I could live, I, if I could live off of vodka, call it, bro. It's I've never had it. Um, never I haven't had either, it. so I'm really excited. But I, I, I was inspired by Seinfeld. Uh, gotta, gotta see which vodka's better, chocolate or cinnamon. There's gonna be a very small percentage of people who listen to this podcast who get that reference. Anyways. Um, I'm on the damn podcast and I don't understand the reference, man. I know, I know. I throw the <laughs> I throw the TV references. You get upset. You, you don't you don't watch Seinfeld. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get friends upset. at this point. I suck at watching TV shows. I watch. I just don't know what we have in ton. common. I watch a ton of documentaries. We're too damn gump. That's that's pretty much all we have. Yeah, in <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I went to the grocery store, it was kind of limited selection, and I happened across this uh, Lagunitas. Hazy Wonder, because um, as as you know, and I, I think it's quickly becoming clear to the podcast uh, listeners, I am a hazy IPA guy. That's my favorite kind of beer. 
And this is one I haven't tried. I think this is, I don't think I've repeated beers yet um, on a podcast. I'm going to keep it going as long as I can, as long as I can keep finding new hazy IPAs. So, yeah. yeah. Next, brewery, week next week, I'll get some fun stuff. I'm drinking my last Monday night uh, IPA slap fight. I'm finishing that now. And then, uh, courtesy of the lake, I will be drinking a truly wild berry. So, My God. Yeah. Sounds delicious. It's not bad, dude. I used to make fun of people that drank seltzers, and I like them now. So. Taylor, I'll tell you what. They're good, I They're faced, good and I just don't really care. You know what I'm saying? I faced a lot of abuse from you specifically in college for drinking ciders, which I don't even like anymore. Uh, they're a little too sweet for my taste. Um, well... But you know what? Big time. I could really, I could really lay into you now and just really, really tease you about your love of seltzers. But who am I to say I also love a seltzer? And if I had White Claws sitting in my fridge right now, I tell you what, I wouldn't have gone and bought beer. I'd be drinking the They're White Claws. They're solid. I just like I went today. I got some clothes uh, that were not sports related, um, which is so weird. Yeah, exactly. So when I mean, was the last time that happened? Um, it's been a minute. Uh, it's it's really been a minute. And so yeah, you and me both. Uh, yeah. So I got some clothes. I ordered it online and I went to the mall to get it. And I had to get a Phipps Plaza, and I was the poorest person in there, dude. Like yeah, they've course. got they've got Gucci and like you know all kinds of sh- you know all kinds of stuff in there. Um, it's just nuts walking around in there. I was wearing a, an Alabama golf polo, of course, uh, picking up my stuff from uh, Nordstrom because they had a sale. I bought it on sale. It's not like I even oh. paid full price for it. So I looked extra poor, and everybody knew it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, are either of us ever buying anything from Nordstrom not on sale, Taylor? Honestly. Uh, no. no, absolutely not. No, dude. I felt bad buying bread supplies today. I was like, is this a little too much? Am I going a little overboard here? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, you are. I'm I'm stress baking, Taylor. What do you want from me? It's a very stressful time, okay? A lot's yeah. going on. So I decided I want some vodka. You know what? I feel like that's a little self-care, and I feel like people should spend a little more money on self-care, you know? Hey, man, that's fair. I'm about to start splurging for no reason now. And then oh. I'm going to say, well, Avery told me it was self-care. and then I'm gonna Your financial advisor is going to be fuming with me. Yeah, whatever. Oh, man, I don't want to have to fight that guy. Uh, he's not that badass. You'd be fine. Okay. All right. All right, I'll go kick a financial <laughs> advisor's ass. All right, I'll get yeah, a few maybe. of these beers down, and I will, I will absolutely kick down their door. I would like to see it. Now I'm speaking, all worked up and ready for this fight. Speaking of a lot going on, the SEC released the schedule. And honestly, I wish they would add more SEC games to the regular schedule because I really dig this all SEC schedule. Um, I think Alabama's turned out pretty well. And I think they did a good job of evening it out for like almost every team except for Arkansas and Bandy. And they're at a yeah. disadvantage anyway because they're just trash. So yeah, bad. you look at Bama's, you got Missouri, uh, you know, tune-up, A&M, big game. Ole Miss should not challenge Alabama. Then you got Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi State, bye week, 
LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas. The Iron um, Pig Bowl, I believe, as Cecil Hurt called it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's still it's still around Thanksgiving though, so I'm still gonna be cutting Thanksgiving short. Uh, actually, no, one, I'm not gonna go to the game, but um, generally I cut Thanksgiving short. Yeah, I guess I that's won't this year. That's a weird um, one for me. With I mean, that's a whole other can of worms. This the fans in seats, but that mm. that's besides the point. I don't even at this point. I'm not going to go to any games this year because it's going to cost $10 million to go to any of them. The, the, oh, my God. I told honestly, the I got really gonna suck, about that. You know what I'm saying? It's insanity. The prices they're charging for games where the atmosphere is one quarter of what it normally is. Maybe. That's, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. It's going yes, to be a bunch of old people. Like, all the Tide oh. folks I know, every single one of them is like, this is not worth it. <laughs> No, dude. It's all the people that are from that are in Birmingham that go to the the Bama hoops games and just don't give a shit. Sit their legs crossed. That's who's gonna be at those games, dude. Exactly. It's gonna be like a Red Elephant Club scrimmage, basically. Oh my god, that's a night. That's literally my own hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be super lame. Not worth it. I'll just go watch it at a bar somewhere, probably. You know, like a Bama bar, like. You know, I just need to get a new TV. Then I can watch it in my own apartment. You know. I also need a new TV. <laughs> that we should but. splurge. Yeah, self care, bro. Thousand <laughs> dollar TV, self care. Uh. If it's a sixty inch four K, <laughs> you deserve it. Exactly. I yeah, I deserve it. Thank you. What <laughs> What are your initial thoughts about Alabama schedule? Love it, hate it. Um, indifferent. What do you think? So, um, I thought it was funny. We talked, I was, I went golfing with our buddy, Matt, who's a Georgia fan Sunday. And, um, we were talking about the schedule and it came up like when we were playing Georgia, our, our friend asked, and I was like, well, technically it should be the first game of the season, which I was actually like fingers crossed hoping for. Cause that would have been comical with them betting in a new quarterback and a, and all those new, uh, personnel, a whole uh, new offense. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it would have been absolutely comical, and it's still – I mean, they have a pretty rough go of it, those first four games, other than Arkansas. It's Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, overall, you know, like, look, as far as – I mean, I can only speak on Alabama's schedule because it's the only one I really give a shit about. The rest of them, like, I'll look at and be like, oh, that's interesting. Arkansas is funny. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, we knew who we were going to play. Um, the way it's lined up, uh, yeah, it's honestly, it just feels like a normal, a normal schedule. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't feel like anything's too shaken up, right? Because we have the tune-up with Missouri. I mean, USC's probably got a little bit more talent, but at the end of the day, we're kicking both their asses. Um, right. A&M comes a lot earlier. Uh, but other than that, uh, Mississippi State before LSU – which is a which is a weird one that, I, but also I'll a bye be, week before LSU. So right, right, right. Bad. But I'll be interested to see because usually the LSU hangover leads into Mississippi State, so that'll be interesting to see how we play against Mississippi State uh, after Tennessee, who I I think will after Georgia and Tennessee. That is that is the toughest three game stretch in this schedule. Obvious. I mean, it's like very clear. I don't think it. You need me to explain I, that. Um, yeah. But the bye week so before too. LSU is nice yeah. after that three-game stretch. It's going to be very necessary. And and any team in the SEC 
to go undefeated this season obviously is going to be a mammoth task. I think that would be it's it's probably would be the most impressive undefeated season of all time if anybody can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree because you're going to have to navigate COVID. You're going to have to navigate an all SEC schedule, you know, with no home field I, advantage. Yeah, basically. Or, or I'm no sorry. Home field advantage. A little bit of a home field advantage. I keep, you know, like what twenty thousand. I would say. I would say that's no home field advantage. That's less Pretty than much. Lad People Stadium, and like that's a joke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but to be fair, have you joke. seen Lad People's packed out? Because I haven't. Yeah, I have. I used to go to Senior Bowls when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, yeah, but that's not like a packed out. Like, yeah, well, it used to be. It used to but be. you know what I mean, not like a hostile environment. It's like, yeah, yeah, woo. It's like a so kid's soccer game. Yeah, well, they're going to have 15,000 people less than lad peoples. I, I know what you mean. So it's going to be, regardless, if everyone's screaming their lungs out, it's not going to be Which they won't be because well. they're, they're Birmingham cross They're going to be a bunch of old people. Yeah, sitters. a bunch of old people. Yeah, they're going to be a bunch yeah. of old, old sitters. Yeah. So, um. I, I don't really think anybody is going to have that much of a home fit advantage. Um, so I think in that sense, it probably benefits Alabama. But if you look at the tough games Alabama has, the only tough one on the road really at Tennessee yep. because it's after Georgia, and I think that's probably going to be ugly. And then yeah. obviously at LSU, but I don't think they're going to be very good. But it's at LSU, but we yeah. also uh, pretty much own that place, so really not overly worried about that one, especially coming off of a bye week. Um, but, you know, I, I guess we'll see. The Vegas folks came out with the win totals, and uh, yeah. this shocked me. Alabama led the league. Alabama, it was Alabama-Georgia. Uh, that led the league. Alabama was seven and a half. Georgia was seven, which I thought was pretty astounding. That eight and two for Alabama and Georgia wins you money. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, because if you look at the schedule, just you know, and obviously you can't really factor in injuries or COVID here because you don't really know who's going to get it or if anybody's going to get it or yeah. how that's going to impact anything so i feel like that probably went into the vegas thing but alabama's lost three sec games in the last three years i i would be surprised if there are three losses on this schedule i mean you know and i'm not even trying to be overly gump i just what you are and you are overly confident i am but i i think we'll probably lose a game here somewhere you know like we pretty much never we never go undefeated, but it's always a little difficult to figure out which games are going to be the losses, you know? Yep. Um, like, if you, if you go back to, like, 2015, nobody's circling Ole Miss as a game that we lose, you know? No, so, no, at home, Ole Miss at home, nobody is, is, is circling that, in no. my opinion. I sure as hell wasn't. So, you it's, you know, I, I think if you, on, on the surface – Tennessee scares me because it's after Georgia. That's going to be a huge emotional game. And and it's on the road. Again, not a massive home field advantage, but you have to travel. And it's, 
a little different routine than, you know, being at home. It, I, I think it's going to look a lot like the Mississippi State games usually do. Um, so ugly. we'll see. Yeah, I, I just – I expect that to just be a super ugly-ass game. But, yeah. you know, I, I guess we'll see. But on the surface, I think it looked all right for Alabama. Like, so are I you actually, telling me you're laying the lumber on over seven and a half wins? Yeah, because even if we lose one, I don't think we lose three, which is what would lose you the what would lose you money there. Right, right. I mean, look, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Like, uh, it, it kind of scares me. Like, do they know some shit that I don't? You know, I mean, obviously they do. They always but, but do. But if you look at it, I just I I just do not think there are three losses on the schedule. I mean, so I and can then Georgia out a few... Georgia's was seven, and. Let's just look at this here. I mean, sure. Bama and Florida, and then find me another loss. I mean, South Carolina, they usually play bad. So, but that breaks even there. So, four losses, I guess, would, would lose you for Georgia, right? If they're sure. at seven. I mean, I don't think there's any damn way that they lose four games. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, Taylor. Um, I'm assuming there were a good number of people laying the lumber because where I'm looking right now, um, Alabama's. <laughs> well, you know, laying, throwing down, putting down, putting down serious money, laying the lumber. Yeah. What do you mean? You don't know? Come on. Whatever. That's fine. Um, <laughs> um, the line where I'm looking has moved to Alabama over under nine and Georgia over under eight and a half. That's that's where I'm looking right now, and it, it, I, of course it depends okay, on. Okay, so it shot up. You, yes, that, as far as okay. as far as I know. See, um, that makes a lot more sense. I saw Aaron Suttles uh, tweet out the seven and a half and the seven for Bama Georgia, and I was just like, they're losing a lot of money. And there. That's probably that's probably where they opened. Yeah, and I bet everybody hammered the. Over. <laughs> Every everybody. <laughs> laid the lumber I mean, if you will yeah dude i mean <laughs> jimmy jimmy stein i know i talk about him a lot i think he's pretty he's a smart dude yeah he he said he would hammer it he said he would he said he would wager the california's gdp on <laughs> the over and i was like that was my thought too i was like what in god's name like i haven't seen a projection like that in a long time for alabama well, I'll tell you what, so, seven and a half sounds good. It 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 looks even better when you see where it's moved now, or when it's moved to nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Which again, yeah. like you said, usually lose a game and, and navigating the schedule undefeated. I mean, it's gonna be tough. It's, I mean, it's, it's gonna, gonna take be tough. a mammoth I don't think anybody effort. goes undefeated. I don't think anybody goes undefeated. I I, I mean, odds are not in the favor of anybody going undefeated. With no, that, I mean, that given everything, I would say nobody goes undefeated. No, I would agree. I'd agree with that. And so over under nine becomes a it, – it makes it a much tougher decision. Yeah, I think – I don't think I would put anything on nine because I think – LSU's we'll at great, eight, and uh, yeah, Georgia's at eight and a half, so. I would – I think LSU will probably go seven and three. Seven and three? To be quite honest with you. Yeah, because I think they can lose Florida – they can lose Texas A&M very easily. They could lose to Alabama. Um, and then that leaves them um, 
at seven and three if they lose all the difficult games. If they go two out of three and lose to Alabama, I still think they could very much so lose to honestly, I think Mississippi State could give them some trouble week one. They're breaking they well good. They're breaking in a lot of dudes. Um that game opened up at minus twenty four. Uh for LSU, I would take that if I'm a Mississippi State fan. Um, yeah. Or really, you know, if I'm not a Mississippi. Well, Mississippi if you're State not, fan, if you're a Mississippi State fan, I wouldn't touch it because why would you bet on your own team? That's insanity, yeah, that's and you true. just hate yourself. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. But <laughs> I think there's a couple of blemishes on LSU's schedule. Um, Texas A&M has, you know, a pretty tough first four. Um, they got Vandy, Bama. Uh, Florida, and then after that, they got Mississippi State. I think that might be maybe the toughest three-game stretch in the conference. I mean, because if you look at everyone's well, schedule, I, <clears throat> I don't... Arkansas has A&M, Tennessee, Florida, LSU. Arkansas is going to lose all their games, dude. I mean, it doesn't I, even I know, really. but if we're talking about toughest three-game stretches, Tennessee, Florida, LSU, probably. I don't right. know if that beats Bama, Florida, Mississippi State. I think it may, Taylor. I think it may, and I think we may have to agree to disagree here. I think Mississippi State and Missouri, I think Mississippi State is better, and then Bama's better than LSU, and then Florida is Florida. What do you say? You said Mississippi State's better than Tennessee? Is that what you said? No, Mississippi State is better than um, Missouri. <clears throat> I don't I don't, said, I don't I didn't say Missouri. Wait, you said Mississippi State uh, dude, Arkansas dude. Arkansas's four game stretch is Texas A and M, Tennessee, Florida, LSU. Okay. I mean that's that's tough, but I think we're also thinking, like, yeah, I think Arkansas wins. I'll give you that. Actually, after further review, you win. Arkansas is going 0-10. We take those wins, folks. <clears throat> That's what I'm talking about. Vandy starts off with A&M and LSU. I mean, my God, they have no chance in either It's an ugly schedule for a lot of people, and I, honestly <laughs> – um, there are no, there are no marquee matchups week one, week two, uh, starts getting spicy. Um, and I just, yeah, I just hope, uh, I hope we can get through, uh, all 10 weeks. Is it 10? Am I counting right? Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I think we got a shot, you know, well, I'll, I'm going to try to, shot. I'm going to try to stay optimistic, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'll be the Debbie Downer here. We got to balance <clears> each other out, buddy. We always have, we always will. That's fair. We'll <laughs> see. We shall see, said the blind man. Indeed, brother. <laughs> Indeed. But there has been good news this week. Uh, very, very little good news. But if, if you care about Alabama recruiting, which I know we both do to a degree yes. when we get told about it, not when we're following it, but when we get told about it, um, a lot of good news, actually. It's I've been really, I mean, the coaches been have been kicking off. Lately. I've been, the watching, coaches. I've been I've been bored. But. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I've just been every time I pop on Twitter, you know, Carl Scott's tweeting about tweeting out elephant emojis or some oh, some yeah. 
quote unquote cryptic. And I'm like, well, I think somebody's figured it out within the first two tweets uh, responses. Um, but yeah, big news, dude. I'm super hyped on on. I mean, one of these guys specifically. <clears throat> so like, we got we got defensive back JUCO guy Kyrie Jackson, uh, which six three, two hundred pound uh, DB. Could play corner. He's listed as a corner. Um, he, if he, you know, if he, if he struggles at all adjusting to corner, I think they probably move him to safety. You know, uh, sure, yeah. because that's that's an absolutely massive corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw a six three. But I mean, I love a big corner. Skills. Yeah, <laughs> super athletic, good ball skills. Right, which very, I mean, if you're gonna be very good pickup. Obviously, you got to be able to to move. Um, and I mean, from the the little, there's very little highlight tape on him. Um, but from what I've seen, dude looks good. Dude looks really good in the open field, really quick. Looks like he reads the game really well. So so may fit well in as a as a safety. Um, yeah, but, absolutely feels a need for us too. You know, absolutely yes, yeah. feels a need for Alabama. Um, Really nice pickup. A lot of guys were really excited about him. Uh, then, well, I guess we got Monkel Goodwine first. Yes. Um, who, who I absolute uh, beast. Who a bit? Of, I mean, from what you told me, and from what I, I kind of read a little bit from what his coaches said, he's he's a bit more of a raw talent. Which, you know, I'm like, well, that's good, bad, whatever. Um, but I mean, from his tape, for his size, six four two sixty. Just freakishly athletic. He moves uh, really well. Edge. He, you know, I don't know what his wingspan is or anything, but when you watch him, he looks really long. Uh, yeah. Um, and and he's super athletic. Um, out of you know the D.C. area, we've had a lot of luck with guys in the D.C. area. Um, I think I saw on Twitter somebody uh, likened him a little bit to John Allen, which I don't think he's that good because I think John Allen is one of the best defensive linemen obviously we've ever had. Yes. I don't think this kid, I don't think he's that good. Uh, I I think they were just making the comparison because they're kind of from the same area, but um, pretty excited about that. He's a top 115 guy. So, you know, he's a baller. He's very good. He's, you know, the yeah, I just I just looked it up and number nine uh, at his position. I mean, top ten. He's elite. He's really really good. At the national and combine, his wingspan was listed as seventy eight and a half inches, which is about six and a half feet. Yeah. Uh, so okay, do not check yeah. me on that. People with better knowledge of inches to feet and more time on their hands than me. Thank you. I know. So let's do this here. That's yeah. It's, I think you're right. It's about six. I Googled it. I think I got it. Thank you. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, six and a half feet. Uh, pretty pretty good. Pretty decent wingspan. Bigger than yeah. mine. Yeah, and you, yeah. Well, that's not saying much about. <laughs> <laughs> if we I mean, ever recruit, if we ever recruit a football player with your wingspan, I'm going to be very discouraged. Look and at I will <laughs> stop follow. I will stop following Alabama recruiting. If they recruit a dude what? with a wingspan of you or me, to be fair, I'll roast myself what? too. If we where's, ever, and I where's mean, where's my tape ever, measure? Damn it! I don't give Hold a on. damn if it's a kicker. 
our kicker should be more athletic than us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. And then after um, after Monkel Goodwine, um, yesterday, well, I guess this would be Monday or Tuesday. I can't oh, remember my, exactly my what it was. My wingspan is so disappointing. I can't believe I just went and got a tape measure for that. Did you just measure your wingspan? I tr- I did as best I could individually, and uh, let's just let's just say I don't want to talk about it. That's fine. We can talk about another football player that I'll of course of an actual football player who's also more athletic than you. I mean, I don't know about that, but go on. Um, Katie Texas, top eighty-five player, number four uh, player. At his position, Jalen Milrow, quarterback, Katie, Texas, dual threat, super athletic, lots of arm strength. Uh, when you look at his highlight tape, you know he's gonna, he, you know, you know he's gonna need a little bit of work, um, but he's gonna have time to do that. He's gonna be sitting behind, um, you know, if Mac Jones stays another year. He'll be behind Mac Jones and right. Bryce Young. Worst case, he's behind Mac Jones or you know Bryce Young. Um, yep. He'll have a year to redshirt and work with Sark. Um, lots and lots and lots of comps to Jalen Hurts, which I mean his name is Jalen. Easy. His name is Jalen. He's from Texas, you know Houston area. Houston area. Um, I th- I think he's probably faster than than Jalen Hurts. Um, but you know, six two, two hundred pounds, um, with probably a little bit more speed, he's gonna be a really good player for Alabama. Uh, I mean, he's my kind of guy. Like, and getting him from Texas. Uh, I don't know, have you seen his crystal ball predictions? No. It's it's five ten out of ten locks for Texas. <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. <laughs> they didn't even change it. They're like, ah, oh, just leave it for everybody to see. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's yeah. incredible, man. They probably oh, wow. they probably want to throw Texas a moral bone because they've had an awful go at it in this class. Just if you look at just the dudes that Alabama has stolen, it's a fireable offense for Tom Herman at this point. Alabama has can't fire him, Taylor. I mean, they can. They have the money, but. Yeah, they definitely do, but I mean, at this point, their program's an absolute mess. They the- so they lost the Brock and Meyer twins, who, Oof. by the way, the number one overall player in the state, the number one left tackle, uh, Tommy, his brother James is the number one center in the state. So you got number one left tackle, number one center. Uh, Jalen Milrow is the number one quarterback. So Oof. you lost the number one quarterback, and then uh, Kendrick Blackshear is the number one linebacker in the state. All those dudes at all those positions left the state of Texas and were like, "No, nah, I'm good." Uh, mm, you know, I and I've said this before. I believe no, I haven't actually said I'd visit Texas. Uh, you know, Austin, Texas, it's a bit crowded for my taste. It's a bit overcrowded for my taste, I gotta say. I'm going and for I, you know day, what? Actually. It's a it's a good time. <laughs> but would I live there? Would I live there? No. 
And I think maybe these recruits are seeing that. I don't know. Call me crazy. You know, I'm not selling real estate out in Austin, Texas, but it's a little busy for my taste. They're definitely looking at the city and not the fact that they pretty much don't have, like, any first-rounders at uh, offensive line or, or whenever. I think I saw – I watched a YouTube video of this uh, Texas guy, and I think he said Texas has not had a first-round offensive lineman since 2009. Oh, no. And then he went and read off Alabama's, and it was just a laundry list <laughs> of first-round well, yeah, offensive I mean, linemen. Yeah, and, that could go on for a minute, couldn't it? And, yeah, and it's like, I mean, no shit these guys are going to Alabama. But yeah. you're going to have to have Texas at, at some point. they got to convince these Texas kids to stay at home, or it's never going to change. <laughs> no, and especially with a state like Texas, where like the top guys, I mean, you know, obviously they have they have talent for days in the state, but I mean, you especially as the University of Texas, and like obviously, obviously, in Texas you have you had you do have some competition from Oklahoma as well, very close um, to to uh, cities like Dallas, um, and then you have Texas A and M, but like I mean, dude, like, but you're still Texas. You're exactly you're, you are Texas like the brand the burnt orange like it speaks for itself like even me like I don't I have no ties to Texas w- whatsoever like the university but you still respect them you know what I, I mean yeah like, it's one of those a, it's one of those universities where I see it and I'm like that is that's that's Texas you know what are, what are you gonna do that's Texas they bet they should be good right and they, I mean yeah. and they were they were good at literally a decade ago um and they've fallen apart since it's yeah, and you're right. It's tough for them. I, have you been on the Texas message boards? It's so yeah. I went on because I oh, just, you should have saved I got, some posts, man. I got well. I can just tell you what it's like. I, oh, go ahead. I just got. I was using someone else's login for the 24/7 sports, and then I then I just decided to make my own. Oh, you're you're busy. on you're on the subscription now, eh? Yeah, they were doing 50% off, and I was like, ah, I'm on here all the time. It's worth it. <laughs> so I, I bit the dust, and they, they do really good stuff over there sure, yeah, yeah. for recruiting and practice notes and things like that. So I, uh, you know, I went on their message board, and they're just so defeated, man. They're like, how do you say no to Alabama if they really want you? And I'm like, that is Texas saying that. And, yeah, they have a point. But, I mean, they just sound so defeated, man. I almost – I didn't feel bad for them, but I was like, damn, that's just, like, sad. They're not even mad at these kids. They're like, yeah, I mean, I'll probably go too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, though, it's like – crazy. Like, they've been beaten to death so much that they just, like, understand it logically, which as a rabid fan base like Texas, you probably wouldn't expect them to do. You know, but like, like you Alabama think, fans are going to be picketing at Mal Moore if you got the number one linebacker, the number one quarterback, the number one left tackle, the number one guard. If you got all those dudes leaving the state, like Alabama fans are going to be picketing outside of Mal Moore, wanting to fire the damn coach, you know. But you know, but it's, it's all like, it's about the state of the program, right? Like I remember, yeah, when I was, I mean, when we were when we were younger like back in the Shula days, right? Um, I remember my dad told me, I don't remember who it was, man. I, I wish I could remember. 
But we would get somebody like a Mark Ingram, right? Like a three st- – I mean, obviously, uh, beginning of the Saban. Did he commit in 07? Um, no. No. Oh, wait. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, So, beginning of the Saban days. Wait. But he was a, he was a three-star. Oh, he was early. He was early. He was a three-star, yeah. right? And um, even before that, I remember we would get kids who were like three-stars – and we would – I remember my dad would tell me – He was in the 08 class because he's really – Right, but – Yeah, yeah, Okay. Sorry, it was, it was that's a That's a different <laughs> class. No, that, that class that class is like obviously a tier ahead of yeah, literally yeah, yeah. everything right. before. Right. But people would I, – I remember my dad would be like, oh, he's, you know, he's a three-star, but um, he's, he's – he, you would pick apart – you would pick apart these recruits to the point where you, you'd be like, oh, like he's got like – He's really good in the open field. Like you'd you'd find the positives in these guys because the state of the program at the time, we knew we weren't gonna pull the best recruits in the state. Like, and obviously yeah. they were probably going out of state. I don't know. I don't know where they were going. I, I can't they remember. They were going to Auburn, dude. They beat our oh, ass. Oh yeah, but I mean, um, <laughs> obviously. Auburn, but, LSU. Auburn, LSU. A lot of them. Exactly. Like they're going to LSU. I mean, Jamarcus Russell, LSU. You know. Yeah. Man? So I mean, I, you just got—it's all about the state of the program, you know what I mean? In Texas, not that great. Uh, us, we're kind of cruising. Uh, we're number not bad, two class, according we're to two four seven. I think ESPN had us number one. I could be wrong. Maybe um, Ohio State's got a hell of a class, and so yeah. do we. But if you look at the rankings, it's like Alabama, Ohio State, and then or Ohio State. I'm sorry, Alabama are yep. pretty much neck and neck at this point. And then it's everybody else. I mean, Clemson's player average is really high. LSU's is up there. As far as the points, uh, yeah, it is definitely separated by a large it's not margin. Close. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Alabama and Ohio State are still in it for a number of top players. Right. This, I mean, they're this great, isn't over. They're in great position. Exactly. They're in great think about position two weeks for a ago, number of different guys. Not two weeks, two months ago. Um, we discussed how people were slamming the alarm bells, uh, ringing. Like, you know, you know the scene. And well, you probably don't. I don't want to spoil anything about Game of Thrones, but the 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 bells being rung in the town. I'm not gonna wait, watch it. I'm you watch should it. watch it, Taylor. And I swear to God, I will take you to fucking hell and back for this. I gotta bleep that out. Um, <laughs> Another one. <laughs> that's two weeks in a row. Uh, you should watch. Anyways, the, the, when they ring the bells in a town, when, when shit's hitting the fan, that was our fans. Um, and and now it's like, now it's like, you know, everybody's watering their crops, giving their, giving their crops to their neighbors. We all got wheat. We all got flour. It's all good, bro. All right. Get the hell out of here. I don't farm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about peasant classes in medieval times, Game of Thrones times. Sue me. I'm, I'm in character. What, what do you want? All right, whatever. That's fine. What do you want? That's fine. Uh, but, there, yeah. A lot of people are saying this could be this could be like one of the best classes Alabama's ever had. I know we hear that a lot, but a lot of people are saying it could be up there with 17, up there with uh, 08, you know, up there with 15, um, you know, some of the crazy classes that we've had. A lot of people are saying it could be up there with those. Um you know, and I see no reason to disagree. You got top tier talent at basically every important position. Right. Um, and then like you even go down to the three stars and I can see those guys being legit contributors and going to the league. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like there's a ton of in it. I mean, there's there are a ton of NFL dudes absolutely yeah. in this class. You know, I mean, you look at Corey Brooks, J.C. Latham, Damon Payne, Tommy Brockmeyer. They all look like first rounders. I mean, just off the top. And then you go down and you look at the list. I mean, a lot of these guys, you could say, well, if they do this, if they do that, if they do this, and it's it's not like you're asking them to do 14 things. You're like, if he, you know, gets a little faster, if he gets a little stronger, if he, you know, gets a better motor, you know, it, it the the it's very top heavy. But you go to the bottom and you don't find a ton of holes at the bottom of the class. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. That's what that's what makes a great class. If you look at Alabama's classes versus, you know, Tennessee versus Florida, these fringe SEC teams, it's Alabama, Georgia separate LSU separate themselves at the bottom of the classes. Exactly. You know, yeah. Obviously, because everybody hell hell, South Carolina's got first rounders, you know. Yeah. Every SEC, you know. Mississippi State, you know, is up there in top 100 NFL players, and they're a middle-of-the-road SEC program. They put out really damn good players. Yeah. So, you know, it it comes down to depth in the SEC. In Alabama, Georgia, you know, um, LSU, and, you know, Clemson, Ohio State, those teams are better – at creating depth than anybody else. Yeah, uh, that's what separates, I mean, you know, obviously it separates the best from the rest. And, you know, you got, like, Texas is only the 14th. They're 14th. It's not like they're, like, uh, in the top 50. They're in the top 15. But, But you you know. You look at the player average, and they're not even recruiting the caliber of player that Georgia is recruiting. They're not recruiting the caliber of player right now that North Carolina is recruiting, I mean, that Notre Dame is recruiting. I tell you what, that, that North Carolina one's going to sting them, too. Recruiting. They are getting smacked. Yeah, North Carolina, LOL. Uh, Mac Jones. Texas just coach Mac, Mac Jones, Mac Brown, pal. People's elbow. Oh, yeah, Mac. <laughs> God bless. Mac Brown with the people's elbow from the top rope on Texas recruiting is comical. Yeah, exactly. And they're even getting, <laughs> if you look at Texas right now, let's just uh-huh. let's go back to the Texas thing. Uh, player average. Dragon Texas. I'm just going to name the teams that are better off rip. Uh, player average. So the, sure. the quality of player that you're getting. Um, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, Notre Dame, uh, USC, Florida, Tennessee, Oregon, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. That doesn't win you the way Texas wants to win. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, Auburn's Auburn's also better. I know we didn't want to give them credit. Yeah, Auburn, they're they're down there. Yeah, they're down in the rankings though. They it don't took have me a minute to go way down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to dig it up. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, and, and let's throw Auburn in there too. You know, sure. they're you know, that's ten, eleven teams that are recruiting, you know, if not more, they're recruiting better players. So, 
you know, it, 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 they got a long way to go before they're able to compete at the level that they want to compete at. And we have a listener who hates Texas, right? Uh, probably. Manny. Well, Manny doesn't hate Texas. He oh. likes making fun of Texas. I actually talked to him about it the other day. I figured um, he'd enjoy this episode. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll, he, yeah, he's going to be super pumped. He, he told me that the Texas folks that he makes fun of, they just get really frustrated with the program. Like, they don't even get mad at him. They're like, ugh, we suck. You know? No, they know, <laughs> man. Like, my boss, not- my when I lived in Dallas, my boss was a Texas alum, and, like, I mean, he wasn't the kind of guy to really give a shit, but he knew um, everybody I talked to in Texas who were Texas fans. They knew, like, like I said, it just at the end of the day, you you, you either know where your your program is, the state of your program is, or you just live a miserable life of over expectations, which I'm sure they do anyways, because Texas is always back, right? So, you know, is what it is. What are you gonna do? Texas is back. Tech's ass is back. Probably be the title of this episode because I'm going to be lazy about it. Um, That's fine. I like it. But uh, we can we can go ahead and move on to story time. Uh, we've run eh, not necessarily long, but we can go ahead and finish up with story time since uh, the Mavs game is coming on. Speaking of Texas, and I know we both oh, wanted yeah. to get to watching that. Luca is dope. So um, big fan. And they're you know we'll see if they win, but. Um, this week's story time, we're going to have two separate stories, um, but the theme is... Nothing came through time- the wire? No. Well, I quit checking. So <laughs> the theme is a time that you put partying over academics. Which almost <laughs> never happened. This was a very rare occasion. This uh, was. I'm going to be honest, it wasn't, for me at least. <laughs> but... I- <laughs> And it's not something I like brag about, but mega yikes. It's, I mean, in in all reality, it is a part of the college experience, which is an issue with people being on no, campus it's not now. An issue. Nah, it's, whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. During the is. pandemic, absolutely. <laughs> when we were in college, it's yeah. just kids being kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I. <laughs> You know, we did this on, you know, I'm just going to give one story, but yeah. we, we did it a couple of few times. Um, and it's impossible not to in college. Um, I'll just go ahead and do, I guess I'll start. Or do you? Yeah, go ahead. Ah, right, you go ahead, buddy. I, mine's pretty short. I, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of details from the night of, sadly. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, I somehow do. Uh, it was my 20, it was my 21st birthday and my reasoning, uh, for going out before a math test. And, and let me back up. I'm not good at math. I'm terrible. Oh, Taylor, come on. Absolutely terrible at math. Not good at it at all. So, what math did you take in college? Uh, not that I took, the viewers would go. Care. I took math 110 three is, times. Do you know what? Okay. Do you know what that math do you know it what the was, math uh, is? It was called finite mathematics. It was oh, none Jesus. of it, none of it, none of it like built on none of it built. So like you were just doing four different types of math. I mean, and I was it's like arithmetic. Yeah, I was a broadcast journalism major, and I was taking like the easiest math that you could probably take. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like 
They're like, you suck at math, just take this one. And I yeah. took it three times and passed it with a C the third time. So this is now, the which, this yeah, is which time first is? time. This is the first time. Oh, this is the first time. okay. This is the reason and, you had to take it a second time. Yeah, because it was ABC, no credit. So you either passed it or mm. fail. It was basically pass-fail. Okay. Uh, and you got four tests and then math lab, and that was like your grade. So, um, yeah. So my 21st birthday fell on the day before a math test. Lit. And yeah, Of course. And so I, I mean, was it was like, destiny. Yeah, I was like, you know what, man? I only turned 21 like one time. Like, you do. I'm not, I'm not gonna remember this math test. Uh, you know, when I'm 40, I'm gonna remember that I went out on my 21st birthday. You remember I, both. You know, that was my, yeah, that was my motto. And now I remember both because they were both legendary. So I roll. I, you know, we we drank at the pool. You were there. We drank. We made bushwhackers oh. and we drank like all afternoon at the pool because we had off for labor day and then you know we went out and we stayed out till like three o'clock in the morning my test was at like 9 a.m and i don't so, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't remember your 21st and i vaguely remember mine but i don't think mine was a good time but i don't remember yours in the slightest and that, we were, there may be a reason for that we went to like every bar in tuscaloosa i think i mean we like we started on the strip and then i remember we were at copper top and then Copper Top closed, and then we went home. We, like, you know, got a ride home or whatever. Um, we closed so, out Copper Top? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you were there. I know I, I must there. have left, bro. It was, like, it was me and, like, one of our other friends sure. at that point. Copper and, top. yeah, it was, it was, like, me and, like, one other friend. And so it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. We get home. And I get woken up at like 8.30. And the friend was like, one of our friends was like, yo, you have a math test in 30 minutes. And I was like, shit, man. Like, I am going to bomb this. Like, I had the, I had like three bar wristbands on. But like, I had to get to class. And I couldn't like shower or anything because like, I, I literally didn't have time. My phone was dead, you know, like I didn't have like anything. I just threw some clothes on and a hat and like went to take this test because you couldn't park next to the building. It was in Tutwiler. Oh. And there's like, oh, there's like no. no parking. No. So you have to park, yeah, you have to park like two blocks away. So I'm like, shit, we got to go, you know. And so I, I park it, uh, I parked it, you know, the church and, and walked to, I'm surprised it didn't catch on fire. Um, <laughs> and so I'm walking in and I take this math test and I barely made my age on this math test. I made a 27 <laughs> on the test. And I, like, I, I, like I didn't have a calculator. Like I didn't have anything. Like, and it was on the computer. And I made a 27 out of 100 on this Hell math yes. test. Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah, and then I wound up dropping the class. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, Taylor. God, I don't often feel smart. I rarely feel smart. Um, because I'm not very smart. Neither you or I. Smarter than that, dude. He's probably smarter than that. I took I took one math class myself because we were both in the same degree. I took pre-cal, 
And let me tell you, pre-cal, I cruised. I didn't even do well in pre-cal in high school, and I wasn't even, like, (laughs) giving up on school at that point. Oh, I'd already taken calculus. I I was lucky enough to already take calculus. Um, I was a subtle flex on my part, but uh, so you were my, lucky to take calculus. Shut up, nerd. In in the sense that when I went on to college, I was like, well, I can take pre-cal now, and I don't have to stress about it. And then I I was done with math. Well, technically, I being a ge, being a geology minor, I took some courses that were involved some a lot of math really um so my story actually revolves around one of my geology courses um which i believe occurred senior year um and uh i i was in a dude you minored in rocks (laughs) i was i tell you what i really enjoyed it and i it's one thing i do not regret from college even though it dragged my gpa to hell it destroyed I my own GPA. <laughs> um, yeah, I d- luckily, luckily it was it was rocks that did that for me. You know, they're pretty heavy. They they take you down. Um, that was a that was a geology bit. Uh, so I went to uh, senior year. I went to. I don't even. I think it was wheelhouse. Uh, and I think I went Wait, on an man. empty stomach. And I think nice. it was a Tuesday, so it was Taco Tuesday. I was like, I'll get tacos, which if you've been to Wheelhouse on a Tuesday, you never get the tacos. Like the tacos are baked in an oven. They're not very good. You don't go for tacos, but their pizza is pretty damn good. Their pizza is pretty good. I will say this hair is all people don't care. They can't see it. Um, it drives me crazy. Uh, so I don't know what happened, but I went on an empty stomach. I did not eat at Wheelhouse. I know that for sure because I had the special that night was liquor pitchers. <laughs> um, and I went with like four. I went with like four of our friends at the time, uh, and I mean, still our friends, but like I went with four of our friends, and they were like, "Oh, let's just." I was like, "I, you know, guys, I'm just coming out. I'm gonna have a beer, play some pool, and then you know, I got a, I got a midterm tomorrow. I'm just, I'm gonna get home." And they're like, "Nah, man, you're gonna stay out." And so I stayed out and had <laughs> liquor pitchers on an empty stomach. Um. And if you know me, you know my. I on I have no earthly idea when I I don't know I didn't have an early class so I wasn't like uber stressed about waking up right I just didn't want to be hungover, um, which when I woke up I was hungover. Um, Wow, I can't believe it. (laughs) Yeah, shocker. Uh, I have a very sensitive stomach and it really really showed. Um, so I went. I think it was my first class of the day. I went to my midterm, and it was – the way the midterm was set up was it was guest lecture for some poor soul who was trying to become a professor at the university. That's like the worst damn thing ever if you're hungover. You're like, I don't want to listen to this scrub. Like, why it didn't have I- anything to do with class. Exactly. Like, why am I here? I could have skipped. You know, I could have used at least one of my skips. Bro. Um, well, okay. So I couldn't because it was a midterm that day. But it was it was the oh, first fair. thirty minutes were vaguely they were about paleoclimatology as a whole, but like had nothing to do with my midterm, right? Um. Yeah. So I this poor soul walked into this class and is giving it his damnedest. Because he wants to be a professor at the university. And I just had my head down the whole time. Just 
just <laughs> willing myself not to vomit on my desk. That's all I cared about in the entire world. I was like, I just got to get through this. And then I got to get through the core sample. What we had to do was look at cores of dirt and discuss what – we had to write down notes and then eventually come up with, like, what the environment was like at that period of time. It was actually from Dauphin Island, which was neat, um, but I was very hungover, so I wasn't looking forward to it. Um, anyways, after the the guest lecture, I went to the bathroom and I don't – it was the biology building. I don't know if you ever went downstairs in the biology building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a cavern. It's a yeah. massive – It's like underground. <laughs> yes. And so I was walking out of my class. My professor was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm doing great today. I just – I'm super ex- – I'm just tired. I'm super excited about the Look midterm. Look at me, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, my face was probably cartoonishly green. So I it was yeah. like – it was it was guest lecture, bathroom break, uh, midterm. I hustled out of the bathroom, went down the hall, puked in the bathroom, and it is a cavern, so I can only imagine how many of everybody else heard me, um, <laughs> because it wasn't a quiet puke. It wasn't a, it wasn't a peaceful one. And then I went that back into class and uh, I did my midterm. I wrote notes about dirt, um, <laughs> and then I went to the Ferg and I puked some more. Uh, <laughs> I, I ate two bites of a cliff bar and couldn't hold it down. So that was my day that day. I didn't get to oh shirk my responsibilities. God. I had to go in and it was rough, man. It was a rough, it was one of the roughest days of my college career, bar none. I, yeah. I, um, so and I ended up getting a, I got a better grade on that midterm than you got on your test. I think I got a C on that midterm because it's really hard to read dirt, but I think I got a passable grade on it. Well, I made a 27. If you made worse than a 27, <laughs> you shouldn't have just taken a damn zero. Oh, like, you got I the name was, down. I was like, also, it's not even the worst grade I've ever made on a math test. Shockingly. <laughs> just to you tell are, you that story. You're truly a, a jack of trades. It was my pre-cal uh, senior year in high school. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I'll just go ahead and tell that story. Oh, quickly. Um, I didn't study, obviously. I mean, obviously, I did not study. It was you never did, Taylor. It was logarithms. That's not true. I studied for stuff. Oh, that I logarithms. And I, yeah, I was like, what in the hell is this? And I still don't know what it is. I take the <laughs> test. I knew one question on the test. Oh. Because it was a, it was like a rule. It was like a yes or no question. <laughs> Like, and the, oh, rest of the, test, the rest of the test, you had to show your work. I made a 12 on that bitch. <laughs> Jesus. You're like, of course logarithms are exponential. I'm going to nail this test. And then you got I, to the next question. Remember, you're like, hang on a second. I was like, shit, I can't show my work. I don't even know what any of this is. Because I had already oh, gotten yeah. my math placement. I had already gotten my math placement to Alabama, so I was just checked out, you know. Oh, I was no. like, I don't even need pre-cal in college, Blah, you know. Technically, and you didn't. <laughs> technically, I didn't, but my God. So I had a rough go at it uh, senior year of high school in math and then three year, or three semesters in college also. <laughs> we had a really shitty group of friends at math. It was especially uh, your dorm was god awful at math specifically your dorm room had a terrible oh, track record god. um luckily we i was fed great off at- each other's we fed off each other's shitty math 
Yeah, you know, that that does tend to happen, I believe. That's scientific. Um shit, it should be. That's pretty good. I think that's that's good on the day. Um I'm glad we got to record today since you will be busy tomorrow. I believe quote having a dank ass Mexican dinner. Um shout out to Super Rica in the battery in Atlanta. Best Mexican I've ever had. For sure, for sure. Um I have I been there? Is that the place with the jalapeno margaritas? Uh, yes. Yeah, excellent margaritas for sure. Really good. Uh, using a jalapeno cilantro simple syrup, which I looked up and is like $45 a bottle, so I'll never be buying it. Um, but it's good. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) They, so they have brunch now too, so I'll have to try that at some point. Yeah, one time I'll come up to Atlanta in the near future. Uh, we'll we'll hit it up and then we'll give a restaurant review. What did we say we were going to do a podcast about last week? Do you remember? Uh, no. Ah, well, maybe we'll never do a podcast about it. Um, we'll do we'll do a, f- a strictly food podcast, like uh, maybe we don't, after football season. Maybe we'll see. It, or yeah, we'll see. It's I don't. I'm sure we'll we'll have a uh, plenty to talk about in that. We'll big pull the masses. Thing. We'll pull the masses. And see what they want. Pull the masses. But speaking of the masses, if you guys would like to tell us anything you would like to hear on the podcast, any ideas, um, you can tweet at us at NotSoExperts on Twitter. You can comment on our posts at NotSoExperts, I believe, on Instagram. And then uh, if you do enjoy the podcast, give us a five-star review on iTunes, which I haven't asked for in a long time, and I'm no longer paying for it. You missed the window. So, uh, But if – you know. It would help. And if you if you don't like the podcast, don't rate it. No, do please just don't rate it. Don't tweet at us. We're very fragile. Um, just just act like we don't exist. That's the way we like it. I agree. Um, but other than that, you got anything else, buddy? Um, I think I'm good now. All right. Well, let's uh let's get out of here. Let's watch the Mavs Clippers, which I have definitely not had on my phone sitting on my laptop while we've been podcasting. It's on um, my TV. And the, I mean, listen, but if we stay here any longer, I'm going to get angry about the reps. Um, so, it, yeah, I'll see you next week. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back next week, um, hopefully at a normal hour, and we'll just have a normal podcast again. Um, Good. But until then, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And roll tide. Roll tide. Rolling down a backwoods. Tennessee Byway One arm on the wheel Holding my lover With the other A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night Couldn't feel better I'm together with my dick.